Hi, welcome back to the podcast. This is episode six. I did give myself a little bit of a challenge to record two podcasts a week for November, and I'm recording this on a Thursday, and it's the first one I've done for this week. So I'm, yeah, putting myself under a deadline as I usually do. I feel like there's some people, and that is me included in this, that work better under pressure and deadlines. And I think that's probably a byproduct of being a lawyer for the last 13 odd years where, yeah, a lot of our work is done under pressure and under crazy deadlines. So I don't know if that's the healthiest way to do things, but it just seems the way that I operate. Even when I was at uni, I was very much a last minute type of person. I was not not very organized. I think I've gotten a little bit better as I have gotten older, but probably not a lot. So there's a lot happening in my world at the moment. Lots of client work, which is great, trying to get things wrapped up for people before the end of the year. And then throw on top of that, the usual family, networking, kids, activities and things that are on at this time of year. It always feels a little bit extra, just extra. Yeah. (laughs) So I've been doing all of that and podcasting. Now, if you've read the headline or the episode title for today's podcast, you might be thinking, well, this sounds a bit interesting. And I always feel somewhat clickbaity, excuse me, when I am writing episode headings, because I feel like you've got to make it a bit catchy. And I promise you, this isn't clickbait. This is, this is real. So in this episode, I'm going to tell you how I saved a client $7,000 in one hour. And it's not magic. It's not a scam. It is not often that I actually have some results like that to tell people about because a lot of what I do is a little bit more intangible. So if I'm working with a client on their terms and conditions, it's about helping them understand that process and understand the law behind it and giving them confidence. So it's not something you can measure as easily as saying, you know, saving someone a certain amount of, I do commercial leasing as well. So again, that's a little bit more intangible because we're negotiating on lease terms. So yes, you can see where, you know, you can get a result there, but it's probably not as catchy as saying I saved a client $7,000 in one hour. So that's why I wanted to turn this into its own podcast episode, because I think it has some great lessons on the value of legal services, because one of the things that I try to do with my marketing is to show people and show business owners how working with a lawyer can help you and help your business. And it doesn't have to be a scary process. So I'm very much about making the law more accessible to people and giving you real world examples of how that can happen. So I think that's why this is a good one to do as an an episode on its own, because we can talk about why I was able to do this for the client and some of the traps that both sides fell into. So without disclosing too much because of my confidentiality obligations, I do need to give you a little bit of background so you can understand what this is all about. 
So a business emailed my client asking for $7,000 extra for some work that they were doing. And in this email, they said to my client that the increased cost was due to inflation, their cost rising wages, all this other stuff. So external things, some of them were external things to their business and had said to my client, we want you to pay an extra $7,000, please. And thank you. Now, this contract was signed 12 months ago. And at the time my client signed it, they knew that there was going to be 12 months until the, the service, the work was going to be done. So that wasn't an issue, but it is important. So that's why I mentioned that. And I'll come back to why that's important. So the client then came to me and said, hold on a second. Do I really have to pay $7,000? I have a memory that when we met with the salesperson, they said this was going to be a fixed price contract. So the first thing that I did was go back to the contract. And, you know, contracts are a great place to go because it has all of the terms and conditions of how the parties are going to work together. So we went back to the contract and I reviewed that contract for them. Now, a couple of key things in that contract that it was a fixed price contract. There were no provisions or clauses which allowed that business to increase their price because of the reasons that they'd included and or even vary the work that was going to be done or the price to that. So basically, they were, and this is what we call in the legal profession, having a crack. They were trying to get these costs covered because their business had changed in the last 12 months from my client. And they gave it a really good crack. They set out this really long list of all the things and, you know, put my client into a bit of a spin thinking, do we have to pay this? This is news to me. So essentially, they, they didn't have a legal right to do that under the contract. Under the terms of what they'd agreed for the work they would do and the price they would do it for, they had not included any ability for them to change that. So when you have a crack, it means potentially, well, it means you don't have a legal leg to stand on. And the client went back and said, no, thank you. We will stick with the fixed price contract. And that was all just going back to the contract. Now, there's a lot of lessons here for both the client, I guess, yeah, the client receiving services or work to be performed and also for the business as well. So I want to go through those lessons on both sides because in this instance, I was acting for the client side, but a lot of the times I'm acting for the business. So I think there's some really good points to go through on either side. So from a client perspective, and if you are a business owner, you will have times where you are the client in the transaction. So it's good to know which side of the fence you're on and think about these things when you are the client. So from the client perspective, it's really important, firstly, to always go back to the contract if you have one. Now, this particular client didn't get the contract reviewed at the time of signing, which is fine because they didn't expect there'd be any issues. But the benefits of having a contract reviewed at the time of signing, particularly where this one was a very long lead time, so the work was not going to be done for another 12 months, 
the benefits to having that contract reviewed at the start means that you you can check whether the price is fixed and you can confirm that in the contract because maybe you've experienced this yourself but it happens quite a lot that what people say isn't actually reflected in the contract and I'll often have people come to me and say oh but they told me this and they told me that and they look at the document and it doesn't say that so if someone's telling you something is fixed price or telling you XYZ, make sure that XYZ is in the contract. The second thing that is good to check before you sign is whether there's any ability for the service provider to vary their services, vary their prices, and what is the process for that. Another great thing to check when you're signing a contract is what's the cancellation policy? What happens if you change your mind, especially if you're signing something 12 months in advance. But even if you're signing up to a fixed term membership, so if you want to sign up to a mentoring program or a coaching program yourself for your business, is there a minimum period that you need to be in it? What is the cancellation policy? And for this particular one, because we were dealing with kind of physical work that needed to be done, it is delays. So checking what uh, what does the contract say about delays? Whose delay is it? How much time gets added to the contract? Do you get any refund on your price if there is extended delays that are outside of the, the other party's control? So it's always a great idea to get the contract reviewed at the start for those reasons because if you're dealing with something that's not going to be then looked at for another 12 months at least you know you've looked at what those potential processes are and looked at those the the basically potential risks the parts of the contract that will cause you a bit of grief down the line if you haven't looked at it so that's from the client point of view and i do think as i said i do think it's important to talk about that even though maybe most of the people that will listen to this are business owners, because I have had plenty of clients who are small business owners that have signed up for services with someone else and they've come to me in this position saying, I don't want to go ahead with that person now or it's not what I was expecting. How can I get out of this contract? So that's the client side if you are a client in that scenario. For the business I think there's some really great lessons for this particular business. Now, I don't, obviously, I'm not their legal advisor, but if you are in a similar position, I would recommend you thinking about these types of things. So, at the moment, right now, pricing, I guess, is very important to get right because of the way that our economy is moving in terms of inflation and the cost of living is changing quite rapidly the most rapidly that I've experienced in my lifetime and what was the position six months ago is changing in on a monthly basis almost so if you are going to ask people to sign up with you for a longer period of time if it's if you've got a course or a membership that maybe runs for six or 12 months you need to think about your pricing not today but for 12 months time or six months time. And there's two ways that you can do this. You can either have 
just fixed price contracts, or it can be variable with the price. Now, from a commercial and business point of view, a variable price might not be as easy to sell and easy to get people to agree to because they'll, you know, you might get objections to that. Why would I sign up to something if I don't know what the, the cost is going to be? So that's why I say it's important to think about what will your pricing be in 12 months time? What are your costs going to be in 12 months time? And then think about how you want to price your course, your program, even your services. So obviously that's more important if there's a longer time frame for your services. If you do something for your client, it only takes four weeks, then, you know, pricing is not going to change as much in a four week period. But if you are offering courses or memberships or things on a longer term, firstly, think about the price. If you want to go with a fixed price option, that's fine. Think about the variation to price clause. So if you do want to put people on a 12-month program, maybe you have a price review at six months. Now, I would caution you if you're going to do this model, you need to think about, I guess, the commercial perspective and how that's going to look for people that if you say that you want them to be locked in, but at six months it's going to go up. Usually, I would say if you're going to have that kind of option, you might want the to give the client the chance to opt out at that point if it if the price increases by more than 10%, for example. So people might go, okay, well, if it increases by 10, 10%, I might still stay in the course of the program. But if it's going to go up more than that, they might want an out. So it's a tricky one, pricing. And that's why I say the variable style, yes, it's it's very good from a business perspective because you can react to those changes in your business costs a lot easier. But from a marketing and a selling perspective, it may be harder to convince people to come on to your service with that kind of model. And it's really, it is really hard because I'm not expecting that business owners will have a crystal ball that you can look at your costs and the growth that you're going to make in six to 12 months. But when you're looking at your pricing, maybe now is a really good time to review that to say, have your business costs increased by what percent? Do you need to add a bit more to your services so that you're still achieving the same profit, maybe having a little bit of a buffer if you've got a longer time period for your services so that if things increase a little bit, then your client's still paying the same amount, but you've factored that into your pricing. And these are all the things that obviously happen in the background because your clients don't need to know how you've calculated your price. They just want to know what are you selling them and how much it costs. But I've seen a lot of business owners, particularly in the last 12 months, get caught a little bit by these economic conditions that they aren't really factoring in their increased costs as a business. So I think there's some really good lessons on both sides from this example. I hope that it wasn't super clickbaity and you can actually see how there is benefit in having a lawyer review documents because this is what we do. You might read a document and go, yes, I understand the words on the page, but what do I do with my clients is say, okay, well, what if you want to get out of this contract or what if you're 
you know, you can't work for six months and your income changes, would you still want to be locked into this contract? We kind of go through scenarios and that's, you know, by job is to look at the worst case scenario for you because we want to avoid that. It's all about removing as much risk as we can for you. And that is what I do. Like I said, we can't, we don't have a crystal ball for life, but looking at some of the key things that can go wrong or things that might change in a certain time frame can really help you make decisions about signing up to things or how you're even engaging with your clients and the contracts that you make with your clients. So I hope that gave you a few little things to think about. If you have any questions, you can always drop me a DM on Instagram or you can book in for a free 20 minute call, which you can do through my website. And I'll put that link in the show notes below. That free call is just to chat about your business, where you're at to see if I can help. And then we go through what that would look like. So I'll put the link for that in the show notes. That's all for me. And I'll see you next time.